From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, welcome to Friday. Glad you're with us. It is another fun Friday on tap for you here on Friday night. And as I say, Christine, every single week, if you've made it to 7 p.m. on Friday, it means that you have made it to the weekend. And we'd like to, I don't know, have a little libation and do a little party dance because you did it. Uh, but uh, someone, one of the reasons we are uh, extra dancing this week, and AB, I know you agree with me, is that uh, we got your boss back. Uh, she's been she's been away for a couple of weeks, and uh, Christine, no matter how much preparation AB put into them, no matter how much she tried to give me proper pointers on what to do, no one does tips as good as you. We missed you. It was a complete disaster without you. Oh, so stop. thanks for being back. We we did miss you, and it's good to see you. Well, thank you, and it's very good to be back. And I, I do want to thank AM970, The Answer, and in particular, Kevin. You went above and beyond uh, remembering my dad, Joe well, Latigano. He loved the loved loved the radio show um, and just loves the whole radio. You know, he would listen not only to you, okay, <laughs> but he would listen to everybody, but mostly Radio Night Live. Oh, and, that's um, fun. He would, also fill me in on on your other guests that you'd have on during the week. <laughs> Drop your notes. Did you hear Kev talking to so and so? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's fun. You know, it was it was like a, a research. You know, I miss my uh, research analyst. <laughs> well, he was. Uh, I mean, and I, I, our listeners didn't really know this; they couldn't see it, but he was with us a lot, um, just in the background, usually sitting kind of to your shoulder. Yeah. Um, and on commercial breaks and stuff, he'd start talking about basketball or the good old days or Yankees or I mean you just pick a topic and he'd start a conversation and it was it was like so my mother's father um not that I'm uh this 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 bad analogy because you're nowhere near the age of my mother but my mother's dad and I were very close and he was a World War II guy and I grew up next door to him and he was the kind of guy that you could literally roll a ball on any topic into the middle of the room and he could start up a conversation. And your dad reminded me so much of grandpa and we lost yeah. him a number of years ago. But when your dad was hanging out, I was like, this is fun. This is I've, I've got a buddy back that we could uh, chit chat yeah. about stuff with. It, it is amazing how that generation has such an amazing wealth of knowledge on so many different topics because they were big readers. You yeah. Know? And and also growing up they read three or four newspapers every well that's day. it and the newspaper the morning, and, and the library the there yeah. was there was their internet so yes. they had they had to do that and when you speak of that generation you speak of a different era of the way they were raised uh the respect they had for the life that they lived the the hard 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 earned success that it took for them to do for their families what what they did not have when they were children and you know for the first time i think we're approaching a couple of generations where we're going to go backwards on that where where the the generation that comes after is not going to uh outproduce what um, the generation before them did and that concerns me um yeah. that seems to indicate a culture or a nation in decline and i think that's kind of where we are but you can't argue that the greatest generation earned that title and not just for their success in World War II, but really everything they had to overcome, you think about in their lifetime. Well, and they also had a lot of respect for where they came from, yep. right? And many of them, uh, the majority, were immigrants uh, or their grandparents. And they didn't want to go back to where they had come they from. Not, they understood what a great country we have. And I think that's what I will miss the most about my, my dad, because he spoke about it every day. And he would, um, you know, read the paper and sort of like, get a little annoyed that the kids today you know <laughs> that we just they just didn't really appreciate or they don't appreciate 
um, the struggles that I think his generation and earlier went through yeah. in order for them to feel so free to be able to speak freely, which is not always positively about our country. And, you know, I get that the First Amendment is so important, but you also have to use your speech uh, and be educated about it and say things that are truthful and say things that, um, you know, if you're going to criticize our country, you should always know that you have that right to do that. And a lot of the countries, a lot of folks do around the world do not have that privilege yeah. and that right. So, um, and I think a lot of people take that for granted. And I think that was one of the things that really irked my dad about um, this generation that were. <laughs> that I was coming. watching um, on Instagram, I was doom scrolling the other night and um, I ran across this clip and I don't even know who it was. I think it was some sort of Israeli talk show host or something, but it was, he, he certainly had an accent and he wasn't, he wasn't someone that I was familiar with in terms of American media, but he had some sort of guest in, in his studio. And it was a woman that had a mask on her face, uh, big sunglasses on. You couldn't really make out what she looked like or anything. And she kept talking about all these uh, stupid right-wing extremists. And she said, you're a right-wing extremist. And they had barely started the conversation. And he said, why do you say that? And she goes, open your jacket. And he opens his jacket and he has a t-shirt on and it's it's the american flag oh, it's just yeah. a simple american flag she goes you're wearing that that makes you a right-wing extremist and i was like mm -hmm. what have we done i'm not trying to be political in this statement it really is concerning to me mm -hmm. that we are at a point in time where this has um that th th we we've lost complete contact with the idea of of what our <laughs> how blessed our lives are and where and where we came from and what we have uh, to be thankful for in this country. Um, listen, we've got a big show on your return tonight. Tell us a little bit about uh, who we're talking to and uh, what we're going to do. Well, Jennifer Brown is going to join us from the New York City Fire Museum. So I'm excited about that because I haven't been there in a long time. And I understand they have some exhibits and, you know, it's a real historical institution in New York. Um, not only because it chronicles the fire department, which is one of the oldest in the country, uh, but also it is modern as well. I mean, it keeps us up to date on what's happening with today's fire department. Yeah. So we'll hear more about that. And can, then well, can you, you can I pause there just for a second? Can you yeah. imagine what New York was like when Manhattan was almost exclusively wooden buildings? Like th those guys probably <laughs> didn't get a lot of sleep. Because well, you always had some streets, horse like kicking Chicago, over a stove right? or something, right? And like, you know, boom, there goes another one. There goes another one. Well, you know, and unfortunately, you know, even this week, uh, I believe four people were killed hmm. in Chinatown due to um, lithium batteries being poorly stored, old batteries. And they're storing them in bike shops that are right next to other stores and underneath pe where people live. Yeah. You know, so... It, wasn't the people in the shop that died. It was, I think, an 87-year-old man and, and a 77-year-old. I mean, people that were living above the shop. And I walk past a lot of these shops. Um, there's one not far from Grand Central. I pass it almost every day. And you just wonder, like, uh, th this can't be safe, you know? So they've got to come up with a solution for that quickly. Or we're just going to have, you know, we won't learn from our mistakes. But that's something that I, I think also the museum will probably uh, address at some point. Um, and then we have another wonderful guest that we have had on Radio Net Live a couple of times, Mike Burke, uh, who is with Statue Cruises. Um, you know, this is the ferry service that goes to the Statue of Liberty in Ellis Island. And this is the season where things start to, you know, everybody starts getting on the lines and getting on the ferries. And it's very exciting. In fact, I have our French au pair is, is here with us. Um, she's actually at the Statue of Liberty today visiting with another French au pair that is her friend. She came back to visit after being home for two years. And if you ever wanna um, get goosebumps about how proud she is to be in America, and she will uh, tell you that this is a dream for her to bring her other friend, her other French au pair who's based in LA oh, wow. to the Statue of Liberty for the first time. So she was all excited about it. <laughs> well, that'll be a great conversation. Mike is always fun to chat with. Uh, and again, uh, he uh, Statue Cruises, uh, it's iconic, uh, people know it. Uh, we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, we're gonna get into that discussion about the uh, New York City Fire Museum. Uh, Jennifer Brown, our first guest up, and a little bit later, uh, Captain Mike Burke, We'll be back with us as we uh, chat with him on this fun Friday edition. It is Radio Night Live. 
Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that keeps you comfortable throughout the night. The new fabric dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a, a cooler surface temperature. MyPillow knows core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep. The new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature throughout the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Machine washable and dryable with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee and made in the USA. Just go to the radio listeners page at MyPillow.com, use the promo code AM970 or call 800-651-0798 800-651-0798 Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow 2.0 800-651-0798 Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I've teamed up with Steve Perillo to create a special offer for our AM 970 family, a Perillo tour. With yours truly in attendance, three nights in Rome, seeing the important sites like the Vatican, the Colosseum, the Forum, as well as a special dinner performance by yours truly, then fly to Sicily and spend three nights in Taormina. Next, Taormina's Godfather tour. Visit the medieval villages of Forza d'Agro, in Savoca, see the famous Barbatelli where Michael Corleone asked Apollonia's father for her hand in marriage. Next, on to Palermo for three more nights before flying home. A Perillo tour is a stress-free escorted vacation where you do not lift a finger. Call today, 800-431-1515, 800-431-1515, or please visit PerilloTours.com. Segula live weekdays at 4 p.m. on AM 970. The answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca or Tom. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show. You guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very Thank fortunate you. to have a great American story. Thank Joe Piscopo. Uh, Joe Piscopo. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970. The Answer. What a little moonlight can do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, so glad to have you with us. It is Friday night, uh, and uh, as we said in the opening of the show, uh, if you've made it this far, you have made it to the weekend officially. So, uh, Christine, always uh, always happy to have that reality. You know, once 7 o'clock kicks over, I think it's officially cocktail hour, maybe maybe even after cocktail hour at that point. But, you know, figured I would bring up libations. I can't finish the cocktail that I've started. No, absolutely. And if you'd like another, that rounds on me. Um, we are excited tonight. I, I know that my kids are excited tonight because um, I had, you know, two typical boys uh, when they were little and they all wanted to be firemen when they grew up. And tonight we get to talk about the real life stuff of the fire museum. Why don't you inter introduce our next guest? Well, I'm very pleased first time uh, to introduce Jennifer Brown, who's the executive director of the New York City Fire Museum. Uh, but Jen and I have known each other for many years because 
she was the founding executive director of the Flatiron 23rd Street Partnership, you know, the business improvement district. And here on Radio Night Live, we always like to have business improvement district EDs on because they really know what's going on in the city. They know what's going on on the ground level, um, all the new shops, all the new hot restaurants, bars, the nightlife, and also the business. I mean, it's just pretty amazing. So Jen was doing that for 20 years and then moved over to become the executive director of the New York City Fire Museum, which is within itself an amazing New York City institution. So welcome Jennifer Brown and, and tell us, our, tell the listeners of Radio Night Live a little more about the New York City Fire Museum and where it is and, and uh, the history of it. It's so rich. Thank you so much for having me as I, lo I love to talk about the museum. So we're located in Hudson Square at 278 Spring Street. The museum's been in this location for going on 36 years now, but the history of the museum actually dates back to, wait for this, 1870, nice. if you believe it, uh, just several years after the FDNY was actually formally founded. So that's how long the, the city has been archiving and collecting the deep history of the fire department. And it moved around to different locations for many years. And then the collections and the archives just became too big and needed its own standalone location. So we are in the home of former Engine 30 FDNY. And as I said, going on 36 years here in this location, this is a really bustling neighborhood. So it's exciting to be in Hudson Square. You mentioned the bid. Um, very close with the Hudson Square bid here. They've been wonderful. And this is a really rapidly changing neighborhood. So it's fun to be here. The museum's old. The museum's been here for a long time, but the the neighborhood around it is really, really growing. So it's, it's really a fun time right now. Jennifer, I want to tie both of your um, experiences together here because in the Rick Burns documentary, which I reference often on this show, I didn't grow up in the New York area, so it's my, it's my history book, if you will. Um, they do spend a considerable amount of time on the Flatiron Fire and the changes that were brought not just to um, fire codes and how it impacted the city that way, but also labor practices in the city. And obviously it was a horrible chapter in the city. But um, what what uh, how does how does you know you having been in the Flatiron District as the ED there? How do you reflect upon uh, your work with the uh, Fire Museum and kind of telling the story of those moments when kind of changed our city? Yeah, it's amazing. And and you know, Kevin, major fires like that. I, I remember the commemorative ceremonies happening every year on Twenty Third Street related to that fire. And I, earlier this year, I was at Triangle Shirtwaist ceremony as well. So you know, there have been these key moments in in history where there have been these um you know fires that have been tragic but have also led to improvements in fire safety and tenant awareness and things like that we're going through a situation right now with lithium-ion batteries and uh this is a real real problem um and in fact we just listened to the chief of department talk about it last night at our our annual fundraiser and so those are really important i mean i think what's so important to remember is the history of the fire department is the history of new york city mm -hmm. and so every neighborhood every borough every enclave um every community you know interfaces with fgny and so there are those major historic events but also just daily things going on in the communities and fdny is interwoven with with the entire history of the city well it's a natural uh problem to have for an urban center that's tightly congested and all the big cities have had them paris london new york uh, they've all had uh, you know historic fires that impacted their histories in different ways and i guess the the christine i guess the solution is just just move to upstate and live in the mountains and you're you're all good i don't to go. know about that because then you but, have the you have the forest fires i mean look yeah. what we went through just a couple of weeks ago and that is coming from canada but you know jennifer it, it kevin raises an interesting point i mean of the artifacts that you have at the new york city fire museum uh does it chronicle like new york city's well-known fires and and how do you how do you do that what would a visitor expect to see it definitely does some of that um we we did have uh previously a timeline up that that showcased a lot of that and we would love to actually take something like that and make it digital so 
newer generations can actually learn about those moments in time that they might not have lived through and remembered themselves. Uh, but it definitely does start with the history of the volunteer era before FDNY was FDNY. Right now we have an exhibit showcasing colonial firefighting in the Great Fire of 1776. So that was before the fire department was what we know it as today. And there were volunteers that were out there fighting these fires. And so it does chronicle the history going up to more modern day. And then what we've been doing over the past year and a half or so is also doing special exhibits that aren't only about you know, 100 year old history or decades old history, but also really showcasing the heroism of the modern day department. And so last year, for example, we did an exhibit called Unmasking Our Heroes, and it was focused entirely on EMS and their role during the COVID-19 pandemic wow. and what that was like for those first responders. So we're trying to do both. We're trying to celebrate the history and showcase the history and also really put a spotlight on the modern day department. I would imagine there has to be a sizable uh, chunk of um, honoring of, of the events surrounding 9-11 and everything that happened there. Can you touch on that for a second? We do, yes. We have, so we have a special commemorative room dedicated to 343 members of the fire department who were killed that day. And it was actually the first memorial of its kind. We have the pictures of all of the members who died on 9-11 and their artifacts from the Trade Center, of course, and, and pictures of the event and the aftermath. And one of the things I think is most special about that room, we have Father Judge's turnout coat and his helmet um, encased there in that mm. room that his family donated. And, and that's obviously very special for those of you who don't know, he was the chaplain of FDNY and, and died. And that was actually the first victim that was um, confirmed dead that day when he responded to the towers. Um, to do his role as, as chaplain. So um, that room is very special. That room is a major attraction for a lot of the visitors, especially international visitors come specifically to pay their respects. And, and we do have the museum open every 9-11 and it's actually free to the public on that day. So everyone can come and pay their respects on Got that it. important anniversary. It's very special to me, just a personal note. He married my husband and I. Oh. Um, I know you must have known him, obviously, yes. from um, that administration and, and that time, but yeah. Yeah, and we were married in um, Kiowa Island down in South Carolina, where, you know, Nick was living down in South Carolina. So, uh, but, you know, he met uh, Nick and, you know, it was just a, right away, um, he made Nick feel so comfortable. And mm. uh, so he traveled and my family, of course, fell in love with him. And then on 9-11, the little church that we got married in, in um, it's called John's Island, but they called right away and said, now we are part of uh, the 9-11 experience because he was such a you know big part of our history. So, yeah. um, you know, really miss him all the time. So I'm glad to hear about that. We're very short on time, Jennifer. Tell us yeah. how to uh, access the museum if people want to go. What, what do they do? Absolutely. So any information about the museum, you can get on our website, which is nycfiremuseum.org. So I encourage you to visit there and, and learn about the museum before we're open Wednesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And uh, we have three special exhibits open right now. We do rotating exhibits throughout the year, and we're excited to welcome everyone. nycfiremuseum.org. Uh, Jennifer Brown, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Friday fun on Radio Night Live when we return. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Attorney General Merrick Garland is pushing back against claims the Justice Department interfered with the investigation into Hunter Biden. Now, Garland claims the attacks on the department's independence are, quote, corrosive. He was responding to an IRS whistleblower who claims U.S. Attorney David Weiss of Delaware asked to be named special counsel for the probe but was denied. Garland says that is simply not true. Chemical giant 3M has now agreed to pay at least $10 billion to settle a number of lawsuits over contamination of many U.S. public drinking water systems with potentially harmful compounds known as PFAS. Wall Street today, the Dow was off more than 200 points. This is SRN News. Sponsored by Route 22 Toyota.
who reminds you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, experience the smart way to buy with Route 22 Toyota. Want more of AM970 The Answer and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM970 The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. I'm Ferenc Toth, host of the Your Personal Bank Show. I use common sense as an entrepreneur, financial literacy educator, and speaker to understand how current events affect our money, economy, and our freedom. Grow your money safely, reduce taxes, increase returns, and create positive arbitrage with your personal bank. Tune in to the Your Personal Bank Show Saturdays at 4 p.m. or contact Ferentz at yourpersonalbank.com. The Your Personal Bank Show Saturdays at 4 p.m. Wake up with Joe Piscopo at 6. Ride home with John Katsimatis at 5 on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. A Climate Change with Matt Matern explores all angles of fighting climate change and helping our environment. Matt also explores changing the climate of our political dialogue and helping to unite and heal this nation. A Climate Change is a one-hour talk-focused show hosted by Matt Matern, a highly experienced employment and environmental attorney who talks issues with today's top authors and influential personalities. Sunday nights at 8 on AM 970, The Answer. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle Financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest. More hate. We agree. That's why we're different. Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime, on any screen, free, 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. From New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Thank you for being here. It's Radio Night Live. It's the fun Friday edition, and we're welcoming back Christine Nicholas after being away a couple of weeks. Uh, we did miss her. There's no doubt about that. She will have her customary uh, things to do for your weekend, your, your tourism tips for your weekend at the end of the show tonight. Look forward to that. But, Christine, our next guest is no stranger. In fact, uh, Mr. Burke has been with us, I think, A.B. said four. this makes his fourth appearance with us uh, since we started. And, of course, he is the guy in charge at Statue City Cruises. Wow. Well, yes, welcome back, Mike Burke from Statue City Cruises. So happy to have you. Um, and I was just telling Kevin earlier in the show that we have uh, two house guests and they today are over at the Statue of Liberty. They're from France. And it was like a big, big part of the trip. That was, you know, their bucket list. What do they want to do? They want to go to the Statue of Liberty. So um, very excited, even with the weather, they're able to enjoy. I mean, you know, it's rain or shine, but Mike Burke, welcome back. Give us an update on what's happening over at the Statue of Liberty in Ellis Island. Well, thanks, Christine and Kevin. And, and you know, I'll, I'll skip some of the things and come back to them, but on the point of France, Right now, the top 10 international visitor group in New York City and at the statue is France, hmm. right behind the UK and Canada. Um, historically, they've been maybe fourth or fifth, but you know, they're heavily represented and very excited uh, for all the history of, uh, of the gift 
and Bartoldi and uh, Labelle and all all the fun stuff that exists about the statue. It's not lost on them uh, that it, there's a relationship between France and the United States and the Eiffel Tower and the statue. So it's fun and um, more to the point, we're, we're right now about 85% of visitation norms on a year-to-date basis. Um, in fact, since January, we're 84 percent, but uh, but on a, an international basis, we're about 95 percent of where we should be. Asian markets still lagging. Uh, China, a big piece of that. And uh, Japan, naturally, didn't really open up till the fall of uh, 2022. Um, I would just say for our guests on the radio that uh, we're open at Liberty State Park, Jersey City, uh, easy highway access and four or 5,000 people every weekend come in that way. It's a great suburban uh, uh, means to get to the statue, the unlimited, virtually unlimited parking and highway access. And we're just now after late on Memorial Day, have extended the hours so uh, boats depart from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and the park is open till 7 p.m. every night, seven days a week through Labor Day. So uh, uh, we have the, the, the open for business sign out. And certainly, well over 80 percent of our visitors buy their tickets in advance, download the ticket and the barcode, QR code, and they, they, they walk right into security and get on a boat. So those long lines of the past are, in fact, just that hmm. from the past. That's amazing. That's a great. That's good to know, Mike Burke, because I know that that has been a challenge for many, many years. The mm -hmm. other challenge, if we can just touch on it and see how it's going, is the, the illegal vending in Battery Park. Um, has that has the uh, time ticketing uh, put a dent into that? It certainly has. And then we had uh, some organic uh, growth on the security side. We had a, uh, a, a certain high-ranking police official was jogging through the battery and saw something he didn't like. And uh, I think he made a couple of arrests in his uh, jogging attire and then uh, got the first precinct quite mobilized to come down. And they, uh, they really went uh, full hog and went after... DOT violations, uh, clogging up the bus lane. It, it was it was a good one-off, and it's not the, you know, it, it, it didn't cure the problem, but it certainly uh, cut it back, and um, and they've established a good working relationship with the U.S. Park Police, and uh, I think there'll be more activity like that. And certainly the advanced ticketing is the key, because if you already have your ticket, you won't get hoodwinked by a uh, um, one of these thugs uh, yeah. pretending to sell tickets. Some of the tickets they sell, by the way, are unassociated with any boat. They're basically mm -hmm. selling you a photocopy of someone's ticket from another venue. So it's bad. Right. Wow. Yeah, well, no. I, I also remember they had the scam where they would say, okay, we're going to sell you a ticket. Now you have to get on this bus. And then they take you to a different <laughs> pier or they take you even in New Jersey. And then you get on a boat. And the boat basically, if you're lucky, you get on a boat. And then the right. boat gets close to the statue, but you can't disembark on the statue or Ellis Island. So it was a big scam. And uh, Statue City Cruises, uh, you know, exposed that along with the parks uh, service. And I'm glad that I think those bad apples have finally been put out, right? Or that they're not working. They, now, they, so. they are they're certainly diminished. And um, to some extent, they still uh, co-partner with some of the bus operators that are a little less... Uh, um, savory but I, yeah, I can't imagine what people's experience was when they're suddenly in the Holland Tunnel on the way to the nearby boat. Mike Burke hold on uh, we're coming right back it's Radio Night Live uh, we're talking about uh, all things Statue of Liberty Ellis Island and Statue Cruises stay here Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate if only there was a way to learn from the best well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. 
That's I on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. We can tell you about the incredible success we bring to local businesses, but it's better when it comes directly from our satisfied clients. Here's just one example. After searching for a new vendor to handle my search marketing campaign, I contacted Salem Surround after seeing the great work they did for another restoration company in the different market. Their team of experts recommended a mix of multiple tactics designed to get my business the most quality leads at the lowest cost, making my marketing budget stretch further. In our first year partnering with Salem Surround, we recorded our best year to date and i've told many people how blessed i was to find them the representative answered the phone every time i called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns i had let salem surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing then we come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs google salem surround new york and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success remember to google salem surround new york today Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca or Tom. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very fortunate to have a great American story, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970, The Answer. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. What did Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Loretta Lynch, and James Comey know about Russia collusion, and when did they know it? John Durham dropped a bombshell in his testimony to the House Oversight Committee. In his report, the special counsel had already revealed that these four and others had been briefed in August 2016 that the Russia collusion allegation was nothing more than a political attack from Hillary Clinton. Durham testified that the briefing had included a referral memorandum that Comey received. However, Durham discovered that FBI agents assigned to the investigation were never informed of Brennan's briefing or the political context of the Steele dossier. In essence, Comey obstructed the FBI's own investigation and contributed to the false representations to the FISA court. Comey isn't the only one that covered it up. Obama, Biden, and Lynch all contributed to the Russia hysteria that followed, both before and after the election, while knowing full well that it was nothing but a dirty political trick. That certainly smells like, well, collusion. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. And now from New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, Christine Nicholas, uh, we love being with you on Friday. It means that the weekend is just knocking on the door, and that means that Christine's going to have some tips for you in our next segment. Looking forward to that. Uh, Mike Burke is back with us at uh, Statue City Cruises. And not only did um, did Mr. Burke bequeath me the coolest captain's hat that one can have, um, <clears throat> and I think it was after his first appearance here, I, I, I consistently wear it places, Mike, and people are like, where'd you get such a sharp hat? Well, it's the City Cruises. you gotta, you got to know a guy. You earned it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so this year... Um, you were talking about uh, Liberty State Park. Um, my fourth graders class uh, in their school did their annual Ellis Island go there with the whole group of them. And my bride went as one of the chaperones and they did the whole thing. They actually went to the Liberty State Park um, boarding because it, as you were describing, it's a lot more convenient, especially for groups that size. And they got on and they went and they spent the day. I don't know if fourth graders totally understood the whole impact of what they were watching and seeing and understanding. But you guys, uh, I mean, they've they've done these tours for a long time. It really does help uh, at least give a foundation of what it represents, what those islands represent and what the, the real meaning of that is. Uh, are you seeing the kids? Are all the schools coming back uh, the way they were before? Absolutely. Uh, last Sam, spring, it was a mix. Show. Uh, last spring, it was a mixed bag. This year, they're back in full. And the fourth grade is, a, is seems to be a target for the National Park Service. Uh, I guess the curriculums align with, uh, with the messaging. At, and leaving from New Jersey, not only is it great parking and access for the school buses and what have you, but first stop is Ellis Island, which is really part of the education, uh, particularly for the, the children from the New York metropolitan area and, and many of them 
grandkids or great-grandkids or, or children of immigrants. So uh, they're back. And the first stop, Ellis, they, they're all over the, the buildings. They're, the, the rangers give uh, tours. There's, there are movies. And then they, the next stop is Liberty Island. There's a museum that's only two years old, has great uh, video presentations, and that holds their attention. And then last, uh, last, the third leg of the trip is their ride back to Liberty State Park to, uh, uh, to unwind. Yeah. The way up the is there any estimate of how many kids have gone through school programs through those islands of what you just described over the years? Oh, boy, I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't know over the years and uh, how far back we would go. So Ellis Island opened in 92. So uh, before that, it would have just been a straight shot to Liberty Island. Um, but I'm guessing on a percentage basis right now, it's, it's probably 10% of our traffic Monday through Friday. That'll that'll change nicely with the summer with school clothing sure. closing. But then, um, you know, they'll be coming as part of the family groups. But uh, it's it's a distinct uh, increase over last year, and we're back. I'd say we're back to 2019 pre-pandemic uh, traffic for schools. Uh, and the teachers look just as frazzled as they used to. <laughs> well, I don't know. There was a. There That's was the a ultimate test, that. right? That's it. If we wear them out. Yep. There was a teacher the other day from Newark uh, that received the Teacher of the Year Award in New Jersey, and Statue City Cruises hosted her. And it was a beautiful. I caught it on the news the other night. Uh, and it was really beautiful, and she was with the class, and they were all cheering, and the class was able to be rewarded because the teacher was uh, d distinguished by the state of New Jersey, and they decided to take a trip out to Ellis Island, and I thought that was really a terrific way to celebrate, even though she was a math teacher, right? So <laughs> they could have gone to the science museum or do a math math, but no, they wanted to go to Ellis Island. I just thought that was fantastic. So yeah, no, forgive me for being ignorant on this uh, part of it, but, you know, Ellis Island holds such um, uh, emotional depth for people whose families did come through uh, in the area. To what degree can they can you still do any type of research on if your family came through Ellis Island or not? What's the what's the is that is that accessible? Can you can you access records still on Ellis Island today? Oh, absolutely. And, and the more clues you have. If you know the year that your forebears came through, uh, you can do uh, free research, if you will, online, off-site, so you come prepared. Uh, they have um, docents and uh, staff there to help. Uh, interestingly enough, the international visitor is showing some interest in this because quite often some relative of theirs had come to America and uh, gone through Ellis Island, and they've heard stories of them. So. It's not just a domestic. Um, they have all the records from Ancestry.com and the uh, Church of Latter-day Saints did a, a big uh, a research yeah. and download uh, about 15 years ago. So it's yeah, this it's, if your folks came to Ellis Island, that record is in the system and you can find it. I am uh, also very pleased to hear that you uh, went off or Amy was able to make it as the chaperone. Yes. And I did that four years ago with my kids and we did the same thing, even though we we're from uh, the other side of New Jersey, we still drove on the school bus and went to New Jersey and embarked over there. And it was a great experience because even that alone, uh, there's a lot of history there that the kids were able to see. Um, yeah, and let's be honest, if you're boarding from the Jersey side, you're going to get home faster 100% of the time anyway. <laughs> you try to take a bus down to Liberty Park, come on, where are you going to put it? I mean, it's challenging. Yeah. It's cha well, it's finding the bus afterwards, which could also be challenging. <laughs> but uh, Mike, remind us of the hours and uh, how to get tickets. Sure. So right now, uh, after Memorial Day, we're 9 a.m. first uh, sale um, till 5. That's our last sale of the day. But the park is open for another two hours, so it's not closed till 7 p.m. And that'll, those hours will run uh, right through Labor Day. Uh, advanced ticketing uh, on our... Um, statuecitycruises.com or even statuecruises.com will get you there. The old link is still up. Um, we certainly encourage that to avoid any um, confusion and mischief in the park with people selling uh, bogus products, particularly on the New York side. Um, and again, Battery Park is a significant piece of our uh, visitor volume, but, but Liberty State Park for those who are suburban 
whether it's Long Island, upstate New York, uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, it's uh, a lot easier in an automobile to go there. And I got to tell it. you, folks, it is pretty affordable. Yep. $24 yep. for adults, $12 for children. And then if you want to do some upgrades, there are upgrades. There's a hard hat tour, too, over at Ellis Island for 74 bucks. We went on that as a team uh, uh, exercise with Nicholas and Lance. It is fantastic. Kevin, you must try it. All right. Uh, you, well, you I, know that 24 and 12, uh, $4 of that goes to the Conservancy. So uh, uh, oh, from nice. a very standpoint, it's very economic. And, and that's that's what supports that genealogical. And you're helping there. keep it all intact for the next generation, which is Absolutely. an important part. Absolutely. Mike Burke, thank you for so much for spending part of your Friday night with us. We appreciate it. My pleasure. You got it. Have a great evening, folks. And uh, Thank you. thanks for the hat. Uh, we've got a, 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 a few minutes left in the show. That means that the spotlight is all Christine's as she tells us the tourism tips for the week when we round out Fun Friday, Radio Night Live. Hemp Leaf products are the next big thing in skin and body care. From head to toe, they have you covered. Their formulas have been handed down through generations of herbalists and have now been made available to the general public. The remarkable neuropathy cream, Helixer, has brought pain relief to millions within minutes of application. The whipped body butters and creams will leave your skin feeling soft, silky, and hydrated, giving your skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. The body washes, shampoos, and soaps are the perfect solution to help keep your body free of the germs, fungus, and bacteria that we encounter every day. All of these natural botanical products are manufactured in their Long Island, New York facility. All products are vegan-friendly and cruelty-free. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you would not put in it. Visit www.hemplief.com. That's www.hemplief.com and enter the word Arthur at checkout and get 10% off. Perillo Tours is starting their 78th year in business. Join me, Jersey Joe, on a special Perillo tour to Italy. Steve Perillo and I have put together a very special Rome and Sicily customized tour. Three nights in Rome, plenty of time to see the most important sights, and a private dinner performance by yours truly. Next, fly to Sicily for three nights in Taormina with special day trips along the coast, including Savoca and Forza d'Agro for sites of actual filming events from iconic Godfather scenes, a wonderful wine tasting at Mount Etna, and then on to Palermo for three additional nights before flying home. Call Perillo Tours at 800-431-1515. Tell them you want to fly away with Joey to Sicily, baby. 800-431-1515 or visit PerilloTours.com. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment, coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. <laughs> he found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy, don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. The Joe Piscopo Show. Mornings, 6 to 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970. The Answer. Once more, from New York, Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. Final few minutes of Radio Night Live for the week, and that means Christine Nicholas is back. Yay! We missed her. She's back. Uh, and Christine, I, I'm not good at the tips. I mean, AB really did her best. She organized them as neatly as possible. She even put it in bold things, I should say. I still messed them up. So yeah. you're back. You're the pro. What, what should we do this weekend? Well, I want to give tribute to our guests and thank them. Thanks to Jennifer Brown from the New York City Fire Museum and also uh, remind folks that there are um, current exhibits such as Strike Up the Band, a tribute to the bands of the bravest, 
and the colonial firefighting in the American Revolution. Uh, the Fire Museum is located at 278 Spring Street, and it's open Wednesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tickets for adults are $15. If you're a firefighter, you're going to get a discount, only 10 bucks, and children are $3. So to learn more, you can go to nycfiremuseum.org. And also want to thank Mike Burke from Statue City Cruises, who joined us for his fourth visit on Radio Night Live to talk about the wonderful Statue of Liberty in Ellis Island and the ease of getting there. And folks, I got to say, the fact that you can hop on a ferry at 5 p.m. from the Battery, uh, you know, or from New Jersey, I mean, that is an amazing way to see the sunset in the summer, pack a, uh, you know, a nice little picnic dinner. There's nothing better for families or if, you know, if you have a romantic side. I was about to say, a little bottle of bubbly know. with your lovey. There you go. <laughs> uh, and it's still, I think, the greatest ticket, the most affordable ticket in town. Tickets are only $24, uh, 54 adults, $12 for children. And uh, you should get more information and go to Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty. I know New Yorkers are still like, ah, I've never been, or I I went on my fourth grade trip and I haven't been since. Well, that's your loss, quite frankly. Uh, <laughs> you should be there. More information, cityexperiences.com. Now, here's something fun. Long Island City, remember our friend Laura Rothrack? From yes. The Long Island City. Well, she's hosting the Long Island City Pizza Fest. So, and I know that A.B. mentioned earlier that it's National Detroit-style pizza day. Okay, I don't even know what that means. Nobody else does either. New York, yeah. I mean, well, what is what is it, Kevin? It's, what is Detroit pizza? Detroit pizza is as good as their NFL team, their uh, <laughs> NBA team, and their hockey team. They're not very good in general. So it's <laughs> okay. you got it. All right, there's probably a joke in there about it's a crime to eat <laughs> Detroit pizza because they're crying. Well, if you're from New York, it is, I think. I mean, come on, Staten Island is the pizza universe capital. There is no other pizza besides what you get on Staten Island. So. Oh, it is. It is pretty amazing. Good fellas out there. But the trick Caninos. or the, uh, the secret to New York pizza is the water, right? Because we have a little That's what they say. in our water, yep. so it makes the dough a little bit softer and lighter. But uh, anyway... Go check out the Long Island City Pizza Fest. Um, and you know what's great about this particular pizza festival is it's not like a one weekend, one and done, and if you miss it, oh well, too bad you're gonna have to wait a whole year. Because this is going on for eight weeks, eight weekends. Nice. So each weekend is going to- That's like um, the rest of summer. I know, I know you can have pizza all summer long, which is pretty amazing. Um, it's gonna go through early September at the uh, Piazza at Hunters Point South Park, located at 52-03 Center Boulevard in Long Island City. Uh, so the New York Pizza Festival is free and open to the public, um, and they'll be open from 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. Friday to Sunday each weekend. So to learn more, go to nycpizzafestival.com. Well, Got to mention the Yankees are home this weekend versus te Texas Rangers. Um, at 4.05 tomorrow on Saturday will be their graduation game where the 2023 grads can receive a special Yankee cap nice. with a tassel. Um, and it, their game is at 1.35 p.m. on Sunday. And the Mets are away versus the Philadelphia Phillies. Mets were away because Dead & Co., they were in town. You know, I might or might not have seen one of the shows uh, <laughs> at City Field, which is always a lot of fun. All right. I just want to wish all the listeners a very, very happy weekend. And thank you again, Kevin. Uh, and AM 970 for uh, the wonderful condolences. You, you've got it. And yeah, wish we could have done more. Uh, that's it for us. We'll see you next time.